0: Three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> How do my dudes walk into the Fright Night Podcast? I'm Phoebe. I'm Greg. <laughs> <laughs> we, we still don't have a <laughs> funny. This. <laughs> I hope you like stand up comedy because today we're talking about Joker 2019 directed by Todd Phillips <laughs> <coughs> Oh I've got a cough Ah <coughs> uh, comedy gold So Greg What are we talking about today? You just said what we're talking about today. <laughs> As you said, we're talking about Joker. Go. You're not. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Hilarious. It's fat. 0.5 quentins. <laughs> I've got the giggles now <laughs> <laughs> fucking joke every time so we saw Joker this weekend which is um not part of the of the, <laughs> of the DCEU if I'm correct it's the standalone it's a standalone, um... And that's why it's set in the 1980s. It's because he wanted <coughs> it to 50s. be, like... Nowhere near the timeline of, um... The DC Extended Universe, as it's called. Rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Um, oh, totally. It's, uh, it's it's not set in the 50s. That's, that's um... No. Yep. Uh, so, um... <laughs> We saw this movie. It's it's uh, quite polarizing it seems by the critics. Um, which I'm I'm kind of surprised by. I mean at the moment it has a it has a solid no- 8.9 out of 10 on IMDb compared to a 68% on Rotten Tomatoes and an even lower 58% on Metacritic. Um, sorry. I've, <laughs> if you look up this movie for some reason you get a picture of Keanu Reeves and then Jack <laughs> <and Christopher's Joker laughs> <Why>? come up. Why? <laughs> Because this is just a fucking mess already uh should we should we just go on with the review? yes, <laughs> okay, you start, <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna start with like kind of the, the the opening, i guess indeed, uh spoiler alert, by the way, because we're gonna go through this like yeah pop wait, you... pop 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 yeah, <laughs> <put out. laughs> is that what you're on t v part. What point? I have a stutter. Leave point. me alone. <laughs> oh what a mess. How push. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to eat my kinder bar, leave me alone. <laughs> so the opening scene of Joker has um Joaquin Phoenix's character Arthur Fleck um no yep, yeah, I said that right. Yeah. Um, who is um he's one of those like sign spinner people who, like, I don't know, we don't really have them over here, do we? I'd be useless at it. Also, like, they spin the sign, and I'm like, you're spinning it, so which way do I go? (laughs) It just reminds me of that vine, and it's like, which way, I don't know which way the quiz nose is. (laughs) But literally, like, if you're spinning it, like, I don't know where I'm going. (laughs) Exactly, I don't even know what it is. But, um, so he's, he's, he's a sign spinner, he's, um, That's just what we're going to call it. Um, There's a business that's shutting down and he's spinning the sign outside and this bunch of bratty kids come over and they nick his sign and they run off with it into an an alley um, where he follows them and they proceed to beat him. Well, yeah, they beat him up, but not before completely breaking the sign into many pieces. It just shatters. Um, Greg? (laughs) (laughs) Greg? yeah I mean, um I noticed, and uh, like quite a few other people noticed that um like when he's running and like um especially in the alleyway, it's shot um kind of like a comic book panel, like the oh, whole opening I- sequence is shot if you look at each shot um Is set out like a comic book panel, and that was uh, said to be intentional (laughs) Uh, because obviously, I didn't notice that. Yeah, the Joker, this kind of film with like the failed comedian uh, kind of storyline, is obviously very much um, taken from the comic book *The Killing Joke*, which is also yeah the origin story. Um, Yeah, but yeah, I just noticed it. And also, um, uh, when he's running after the sign, um... Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, when he's running after the sign, uh, like, the way he runs is very cartoonish. Oh, noticed um, that. Yeah, on set, it was called Arthur's Run. Um... Okay. And it... Apparently, he just ran kind of weirdly. Uh, one, because that's how he thought the character would do it, and two, um because he'd like lost so much weight for the role (laughs) oh oh it's kind of scary at times when you see him yeah i have it like somewhere how much he lost it was like a lot (laughs) uh he lost 52 pounds god what's that in stone uh (laughs) let me look (laughs) we're british we're uneducated in whatever pounds is. oh my god that's 3.7 stone Damn. Jesus Christ. I wish I could do that. <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, he um, he gets beaten up, um, which then leads to the next day... De- I'm guessing it's the next day at work. Um, he's kind of given, like, a warning because the company wants their sign back, um, which he says, obviously, it's broken, but they don't really believe him. And one of his... Yeah, because they were saying like you know they were kids, yeah. like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're an adult kind of thing.
1: Yeah, like, they're like we do believe... they want a
0: sign. Yeah, we don't believe that like you got beaten up because they were kids. Yeah, they wouldn't go to that extent. Um, yeah. So because he got beaten up, one of his co-workers, Randall, um, gives him a gun, um, in order to protect himself from. Uh, if anything, kind of similar happens. But unfortunately, that kind of doesn't work out for him because he's performing at a, well, entertaining a bunch of kids at a children's hospital. Um, and those kids just look absolutely riveted by what's going on. Um, <laughs> yeah. <and laughs> I mean, I'd be creeped out if like a clown came in. It's just this weird skinny old me guy. It's yeah. like walking up and it's like, okay, thanks, mate. Uh, and then to make it worse, fun gun falls out of his pocket and uh he kind of does like a cartoony like kicks it trying to pick it up which isn't intentional and then he turns to like some kid and goes Shh like okay like sure Jan we haven't seen the fucking gun that's just fallen out of your pocket or anything. Although um, Phoebe Yeah. Going back to like couple episodes ago, it answers our question of what the clowns actually do at a party oh my god you're right it does they do shit apparently <laughs> they, they dance and then they drop their guns damn That's, yeah cracked it holy shit oh my god i feel so fucking educated yes oh my god thank you now i can sleep peacefully at night <laughs> and not be going to bed at 4am um because i have a lecture tomorrow and it's really fucking boring and i'm probably gonna fall asleep anyway um (laughs) (laughs) this happens like once every episode Okay, I'm going to keep GarageBand in like a separate thing because I'm obviously recording on GarageBand. Very professional. Okay, so anyway. <coughs> what on earth is that? What? There was like a... <laughs> <gasps> that was me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... um, uh, So... Arthur is fired from his job, obviously, because he had a gun out at a kids' entertainment thing um and yeah on and i like his excuse of just like it's part of my routine <laughs> he doesn't give up. What that are you going to do with that? Uh he's going <laughs> to shoot himself. <But laughs> I don't comedy gold. Oh yeah, i love i love it when the fucking clown at my and, uh, like my performance just <laughs> decides to bring a gun out. It's not threatening <laughs> at all. Uh you're lucky this is the 80s and not now because jesus christ. Um so he obviously gets fired Uh, what a surprise and on the subway on the way home there's like these three guys who are kind of heckling this woman Um, and Arthur has a disorder that means he laughs Um, it's called oh my god why did I click on this and decide to pronounce it pseudo-bulber effect is the name of the condition I believe I'm probably pronouncing that wrong and because he starts laughing, they obviously think that... I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I just looked that up. <laughs> but um, they obviously think that he's laughing at them. And because they're tough guys, they ain't going to take none of that. And uh, they start beating him up. Huh. Yeah. Thank you, Greg, for your insight yeah. on that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I uh, was doing research. Yes. <laughs> Intercut um, with your research at any point. I'm just I'm just going yeah. through. Uh but I found out that the people in the subway, um, were apparently employees at Wayne Enterprises. Oh right. Yeah, because they are supposed to be so it's, wealthy, aren't they? And like quite well off. Yeah, so it's just kind of like another link to like his hatred of Bruce Wayne. There's a lot of links into uh the whole yeah. beef. Between and going them. back to his laugh um, the actor, like, based his laugh on videos of people suffering from pathological laughter. Well, that's happy. Yeah. I have to say, it was very, um... I think if you hadn't had such a good actor in the role, it wouldn't have worked as well. Because you can see when he's laughing that he... Like, the pain and the how much he doesn't want to be laughing. Um, yeah, well, the... Um, director told, um, told him that he, like, envisioned Joker's laughter as something that's, like, almost painful. Yeah. so It's quite uncomfortable it definitely... to see at certain times, actually. Especially, like, on the train and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, these guys beat him up, and in self-defence, kind of, technically, um, he shoots two of them. And then just fucking hunts down the third one. <laughs> Because, well, I guess because he's just like panicking. You yeah, it's know, just like, like oh y- god, he saw. He doesn't. <laughs> that's the great thing, though. He doesn't look like he's panicked. He looks like he's just like, you know what? I've done two of yeah. them already. Fuck it. <laughs> he's just like, like, let me just go kill. Cool. <laughs> he yeah. So he shoots one in the like, and then he's like trying to struggle away, and he just shoots him, and then shoots him a bunch more times. So uh, we know who would be very effective in a zombie apocalypse. Um and he runs off <laughs> double tap yeah i was a, that's what i was gonna say <laughs> um oh extended universe with zombie land um so he runs oh off and into like a what even is it it's like a public bathroom but it's in a really strange area yeah i think it's just a public bathroom it's like around storage crates or something or maybe that's just me not remembering properly. No, I think it was like next to a playground or like basketball court or something like that. It was something weird like that. I think I'm getting it mixed up with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. For fuck's <laughs> I don't know, I'm picturing a scene from, oh no, it's Big Hero 6 I'm thinking of. What? <laughs> How do you get the Joker, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Big Hero 6 confused? <laughs> Because yes, the plot lines are exactly the same. <laughs> I mean, they. I mean, there's, they, there's, there's, um, people in in all of them. Yes, Phoebe. <laughs> yeah. Continue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I'm gonna find a link, and that's gonna be the opening to the next episode. I swear <gasps> to God. Um, wait, I've already forgotten what the three movies were. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway so um he gets to uh this nasty looking public bathroom and uh he has a little dance it's a, it's a pretty <laughs> little dance greg you have facts about the dance there's a pigeon outside Sorry, it's really fat <laughs> wow so, uh <laughs> Sorry, yeah <distract> <laughs> yeah <laughs> the um dance was completely improvised Indeed. That's my fact. <laughs> Thank you, Greg, for your insight on It's improvise on the spot and it works very well. And it's basically, you know, showing uh him kinda he's starting to not care. It um uh, I'm probably gonna have completely the wrong um the wrong name of this. Um, but it kind of reminded me some of the um movements of i think it's tai chi i don't know why um who the fuck knows why that's just me i've just seen the farewell and i'm trying to figure out if it's the same that if it was tai chi i don't know it kind of reminded me of like when people kind of do that thing to kind of relax themselves which is probably me reading into it like a weird fucking idiot but, um, <laughs> you know, there we go. I, have I've completely, I'm going to shut up now. Um, so, <laughs> it's an intro, there's a theme with dancing in this movie. I I like it. It's making me think of, uh, Spider-Man 3. Oh, God. <laughs> the best scene out of any Marvel movie, and you cannot convince me otherwise. <laughs> it's so good. I just like all the fucking memes that are coming out of it, where they're, like, putting them together. Um, so yeah and then he goes talking about marvel Marvel. and this is a dc film well sort of oh i thought you were gonna give me a fact then i'm sorry that i that i like both shazam is the best superhero movie of the year sips tea um that's a fact uh so (laughs) you haven't even seen it you can't say anything um so he goes... I don't want to see it. Shazam is so fucking good, man. It's like a great movie. I'm gonna make you watch it. I've got Shazam looking at me right now, my little pop. I love it. So... You gotta come to my uni first. Maybe you can come to mine. <laughs> anyway, we're so off topic today. Um, so he goes back to his, his apartment and there's a there's a woman there who we met earlier called Sophie. She's a single mum. Uh... I was gonna make a joke, but I won't. Um, and he invites her to his stand. Well, he he like walks in and just makes out with her, and it's implied that um, the devil's tango ensues, um, or at least I don't know. That's what Matt Pat said. I watched a film theory video. <laughs> <laughs> that's all my knowledge. Nice. Thank you, thank you. Um, so yeah, and um, he. I'm scrolling through the Wikipedia, give me a minute. (laughs) Um, It turns out that um, the people he killed on the train are um, quite... They're, like, quite high up in society, I guess. They're, like, middle-upper class, right? Yeah. Um, And Thomas Wayne, who is obviously Batboy's dad... um, he labels the people that are kind of envious as of the people that are kind of higher up and doing better in society and he calls them clowns uh, which which comes in later um, and then a bunch of like demonstrations and protests begin and people start wearing clown masks because um, that's what the killer on the subway had been wearing and chaos ensues Yeah god Greg you're so insightful today uh, you've got more facts for later so okay um, I guess I'm just leaving this bit um, then there's actually a scene I want to kind of discuss a little bit um, kind of it's um, the scene where he's I'm being serious now god Greg um, it's, right. it's... <laughs> it's the scene where he's with the social worker and she says that the funding's been cut so he's not going to be able to see a social worker and it's going to be harder for him to get his medication. I thought that was like his therapist. I didn't realize that was a social worker. I I I just uh, it probably was a therapist. I thought it was, but then uh it's social services. I just remember oh, okay. I just remember her having a label that I thought said um social worker on it. But um I had uh some I just wanted to know, what did you think about that bit? The, um, where he's kind of having a go at her for not listening. I mean, it's very, like, I'm kind of glad it was said in a film. Yeah. Um, and we can kind of go into that a bit later, as that's kind of getting in, that's, like, kind of the point of a lot of controversy with this film. Yeah. Um, but, like, I'm glad it was said. I am really cuz it's glad. like a it's like a very big point that like people with mental health issues are very like they're just ignored, pushed down like and he says it later on, you know. Yeah. Uh like if you have a mental health issue, you have to act like you don't. Yes. That's true. like, he says something like that. Yeah, it's uh the like, thing about having a mental illness is people expect you to act like you don't or something like that. Yeah. He writes it in his book. And that's, like, yeah. And that's, like, incredibly true. Yeah. Because um, it's, like, if you show it, mm. you're even... <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then if you don't show it, people kind of go, there's nothing wrong with you, so it's a lose-lose situation. Yeah, it is. Um, and I think it's... Because as well, it's only just, like, people are only just beginning to treat it like real illness. Yeah. yeah. So I'm glad it was said. There was um, a bit in particular that I just wanted to mention. Um, it's a line in it where he's talking to the therapist and he says, I, I know it's kind of been memed a bit, but it's like, <laughs> um, he's like... Uh, every week you ask me the same questions and you're not actually listening because you ask me if I'm okay and if I'm having negative thoughts and all I have are negative thoughts. And, like, I just wanted to give a little bit of kudos to that because that's fucking accurate. I hate to go into this kind of thing, but I used to literally walk out of sessions and say exactly that to my mum because they don't... You would get asked the same questions every week and nobody listens. Yeah, I found that, like as well it's just ridiculous to be honest I just I you're asked yeah yeah you're kind of asked same questions and it's like they kind of phrase it that like why aren't you doing better because you're going to therapy yeah why isn't it getting better and it's because like you know you ask the same questions every week yeah if you ask the same questions every week nothing's going to get better I literally used to get asked (laughs) every week what do you expect out of these sessions and then... What oh, have, I hate that question. What have you had... What can you give s- me yeah. out of these sessions? And what have you had <laughs> so far? I'm like, I fucking told you last week. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted... hate to go too deep, but uh, I just wanted to give kudos to the <laughs> writer or whatever because that... You don't see that a lot when um, therapy's addressed because it's often just addressed as it'll solve all your problems. And I just wanted to kind of point that out that that was a... I kind of appreciated that being brought up. <clears throat> yeah. Um... So anyway, not so deep. Um, so after that, Arthur invites Sophie to go to his comedy show, which uh, it it would a uh, it um it was something I felt very uncomfortable. <laughs> I had my head in my yeah. hands that whole bit because it was just like there were like a few times with this film where I just sat there like cringing. I was yeah, like, no. but you're supposed to. <laughs> cringe. I guess that's. Yeah, that's the response you're supposed to have. Although, but I just like I felt so bad for him because like, like the moment he gets up on stage and the laughter starts and he like just can't like talk through it. Yeah, and like, no. And he looks like he looks like he's genuinely struggling. I've got to admit though, I did actually laugh at one point, like at one of the fucking jokes because. for a movie where it's like oh his jokes are bad which this ties back to a bit earlier where he's actually at the same comedy club and he keeps laughing at the wrong points in the joke he's not laughing at the punchline he's laughing at just random parts Um, I forgot to mention that earlier but um, yeah so there's a bit in it where he's just like oh Mum, it's like, because he does the whole mum said you need to go to school and everything. Um, but I was like, I want to be a comedian. And obviously nobody laughs at that. But it's the very goes, well, uh, nobody's laughing now. And then I just saw, <laughs> I thought it was quite funny because it's so shit that it's just like, hey, look, I don't know. I've got a shit sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. And like, <laughs> there were a couple times where he said really bad jokes and I just laughed and, like, somebody would look at me and I was just like, I'm sorry, my sense of humor is so crap. It's like when he, um... <laughs> it was also kind of sad, though, like, looking back at it now because it's just, like, the only person really laughing was the girl. Yeah, and, of course... And, obviously, she wasn't She wasn't there. actually and there. it was like, that's so sad. I know. Because, uh, obviously, he's imagining people are laughing, which we don't realise is just in his imagination till later. But, um... Yeah, that that's one of a few bits that actually made me laugh. The other bit was uh, one of the other ones. Was when he went, oh, I forgot to clock out. And then just fucking punches the clock until <laughs> it falls off. That was funny. <laughs> uh, I've got an appalling sense yeah. of humour. Um, so he kind of starts getting to know Sophie. So, 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 oh, for fuck's sake. Sophie, I have a stutter, leave me alone. Um, he gets to know Sophie a bit more and... Um, they kind of start going out a bit like you see them talking around and she's like she's saying about how she thinks that whoever did the killings on the subway is like a hero and it's like yeah that's kind of when he starts realising like the kind of what he can do and what impact he's kind of had yeah it's um you, you start to see that divine society as well because like the um the newspapers are all labelled like about this horrific killer and committing such a a horrific act of murder. But then in comparison you have these other people who are just like, yeah, this is like a hero, somebody we should be looking up to Yeah. So I thought that was quite interesting. But um Uh after that um, he's watching the Murray Franklin show, which is introduced earlier on, and it's kind of like him and his mum watch it every night. It's like a talk show, um, kind of. It's his idol. It looks like an early, the Late Late Show. Yes, that's it does. Um, I mean, I think that's what it's meant to be. Yeah, something like that. And um, earlier on in the uh, film, he like um, he imagines himself in the audience, and Murray is. He, he pulls him up on stage and he's like, oh, if I had a son, I wish he would be like you. So he kind of, like, idolises this guy in a way. Um, but unfortunately, um, Murray's making fun of his performance. He pulls up a clip and he, he says, oh, this guy thinks he's such a joker or whatever. Um, and Arthur's a bit upset. Um, and after that, he finds a letter that his mum has written to Thomas Wayne Gregory, would you like to talk about this bit? I mean, I can't really remember it. Oh, thanks. Okay, so <laughs> let me just adjust my seat. Um, so he finds a letter written to Thomas Wayne by his mother, who she has mentioned a few times before, saying that, oh, he'll help us out of this financial situation. Um, and in the letter, it basically claims that, Arthur. oh yeah it's like yeah. help our son or whatever it's, yeah can you help our son so she's basically claiming that arthur is thomas wayne's illegitimate son therefore making him bruce wayne's half brother um i was i've watched a few reviews and it seems to be very controversial about what people think about that um i think it was Certain people seem to think it's interesting and, like, I was listening to Chris Stuckman who didn't like that, who seemed to not like that direction at all. I was wondering what you would think if that had actually been how the story had gone, that they were related. I mean, there are so many different like, bloody Batman comics and different Mm. like, backstories to the Joker that I was kind of wondering, like, are you pulling some together? Yeah. Because there are, like, I'm pretty sure there is at least two or three where they did go that route. Yeah. I'm not I I enjoyed Batman comics, but I've kind of I've only really read the big main ones like Mad Love, Death and the Family Killing Joke. Yeah, I mean it would have been quite interesting. Yeah. It did kind of like it would have worked, you know. I was quite interested if it didn't really want. I thought it would have been interesting if it went in that direction. Because at that time I thought Obviously after this scene he goes into um the he goes into a theatre, a movie theatre where they're watching a film and he confronts him about it. And I thought that was gonna lead to the death of their parents. I thought it was gonna be him that did it. Which obviously yeah, isn't what that's happened. That's what I thought. But that would have been quite interesting because then you have this dynamic of obviously everything that happens kind of that's a big kick off point for what happens to Bruce Wayne and how he becomes Batman. But at the same time it's also it I don't know it connects them in a certain way, and it makes it kind of makes you look at why the murder was committed in a different way. I just think that would have been quite interesting. well, not only that, but like the whole film is very like class divide kind of film, yes, so it would have been really interesting to have Arthur realize that like he's not. The class he thought like he is upper class. Yeah, but he's kind so, of been like, abandoned. That would have changed his opinions. Yeah, because a lot of this movie, I mean, it's it's part of the reason I'm pretty sure you'll have it in your research about the controversy. It's kind of like people compare it to like incels because there is a lot of talk about society, but um, it is quite. It would bring up the point that you've kind of had somebody in a higher position of society has abandoned him and l- left him in this lower position in society yeah well kind of not only that but um it's just kind of interesting as like it's always kind of lower class are very seen as like especially in films it's like lower class will leave like the sun kind of thing and it's just like yeah. oh that's like a really scummy thing to do these like lower class people have just left the sun and then it's like the yes people who adopt them in that's true so like seeing it the other way around is quite interesting that reminds me of like oliver for some reason oliver twist <laughs> <laughs> no that would actually yeah that would have been quite interesting there's quite a few interesting things that they kind of alluded to and then Kind of did a one eighty that would have been interesting, but um yeah, I mean I I like that I felt yeah, that they needed. That. I thought it was quite cool because I was sat in the cinema like oh I didn't see that coming and then like it it does it again, um but yeah so yeah as I mentioned earlier he goes to the theater and he doesn't kill Bruce Wayne um he just kind of confronts him and uh t- did I say Bruce Wayne I meant Thomas um. And he, I said Bruce Wayne earlier, and then I was like, "It's not him." <laughs> so used to saying it, but um, yeah, Thomas is like, "Uh, no, nah, mate, I'm not, I'm not your dad. You were adopted." Yeah, he says like, "Check the files or whatever." Yeah, she, she adopted. What was it? She adopted him, and didn't she claim that he was his, so that he, yeah, she, she could stay because she was then. Well, that's why she was. Yeah and then she adopted this kid. Yeah. Um whose went a bit insane. Yeah. She has <laughs> and basically problems. was just like oh it's your kid it's your kid like and that's why she was like I think they put her in the asylum is just like you need to Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah <laughs> kind of thing. So um, um yeah. Yeah it's when he uh yeah, so he turns up at the asylum to go get the, the to find yeah. these files. Oh yeah, I want to f- know and that's what this mistake. Yeah, causes. that's when he finds out he's adopted. But yeah, the mistake I found in the film is he walks into the asylum. Yeah, and um, he goes up to that like desk where all the files are. Yeah, and <coughs> um, I th- you're meant to assume that this this, like, place, is on the ground floor. Yeah. That makes sense? Yeah. Because um, if you look at, like, the windows in the background, they have sunlight coming through. Yeah. And the guy in this little booth who's trying to find the file goes, um, I had to go down to the basement for these. Yeah. And you can see that, like, all the files around him, so that's obviously the file office, and underneath him... Yeah must be the basement. Yeah. That just makes sense. But, <laughs> when Arthur grabs the files, he then runs downstairs, like, three flights of oh, stairs. like yes. Three floors. And behind him is a window with sunlight streaming in. So I was like, so where the fuck is this basement <laughs> if all of your files are there? Yeah, that is... Wait, so why like that why is that floor plan just doesn't make sense. Why is that scene necessarily the one there? Why is it necessarily um uh on the bottom on the ground floor? Because he said he went into the basement to get these files and he's in like the filing office, this guy. Which wouldn't make sense to so that be, like, would... three floors up. Yeah. Okay, so that's yeah. why like that must be the ground floor then if he's gone into the basement so when Arthur goes down another three floors and there's still sunlight, okay. it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, okay I okay, yeah huh. I didn't think I <laughs> I of that, like, yeah I just spotted it and I was like that's kind of yeah, weird. Yeah, I didn't think about that, that's weird huh, now I'm gonna watch that and not be able to, <laughs> one to see it <laughs> that's annoying, Yeah. but um yeah, as you said, he nicks the file and runs off down a, a flight of stairs And he opens... I'm so stupid. I didn't understand this the first time I saw it until I listened to somebody explain it. Um, It turns out that he was adopted as a baby by Penny, who is his mum. And then she allowed her abusive boyfriend to abuse both of them, including, like, um, he was, like, neglect... Wasn't he, like, chained to a radiator or something? Yeah, and he has like a brain injury, which is why he has like the laugh. Yeah, um, yeah. So I don't, I don't know why I couldn't understand that when I was watching. I was sitting there thinking, wait, did she have a kid that she abused and then she adopted a new one, or uh, I don't, I don't fucking know. I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> completely <laughs> ignore me, but yeah. So obviously he's, uh, he's upset about that, and he so he goes into the hospital, and he kills his mum. Which, yeah, uh, that's always fun. Uh, and I think that's kind of like... Um, it's kind of the beginning of when he really starts to snap. Yeah. Not that he hasn't obviously been a bit psycho before, but it's it's when there's kind of a turning point. Um, and after that, he goes to Sophie's apartment, and she comes in after putting her daughter to bed, and she is very confused why he's there, because she doesn't know who he is she's like oh you're the guy from across the hall that she obviously saw earlier on in the film and she's like can you please leave and we find out that everything that happened with him and her in it never actually happened well it did happen but he was on his own she wasn't there the whole time so he was been yeah because it kind of flashes back to when they were in front of the newsstand. yeah and he's like just stood there alone yeah it shows them together and then him on his own which is it's really sad I know. Yeah. This definitely. It like kind of juggles whether or not you're supposed to feel bad for him, and I can't help but feel bad for him. I know I shouldn't, but like, I don't know. It's really sad to watch. But, um. So. He obviously leaves. Um, I thought he killed her, honestly, um, when I watched this. I guess it kind of leaves it up to, like, did he or didn't he? Yeah, it never really. Says anything because she obviously looks scared, and then all of a sudden, the next thing we know, he's in his apartment. So, I was thinking, has he killed her or not? Because you don't see her again after that point in the film, so I guess, yeah. And there is, um, there's an ambulance that shows it goes past his window later on in the next scene, I think. Because I was thinking, oh, is that turned up for her? But I don't know, it never says anything, so maybe it's implying that. I don't know. That's just how I personally thought it might have gone but um yeah maybe yeah i don't know uh he is it this bit that he puts himself in the fridge or was that earlier no i think it's this bit <laughs> that was so weird he just pulls all the drawers out it's like <clears throat> yeah because it's like just before uh the phone rings yeah he just pulls all the drawers out in the fridge and then just gets in it and it's like okay go off i guess <laughs> mr freeze origin story um Damn. <laughs> somebody made a movie about that. That's great. Um yeah, so but he gets phone call and it's um Murray, um who I've managed to forget the last name of because I'm stupid. Uh Murray Franklin. Uh it's his like assistant calling up saying, Oh, your your segment on the show was really popular. Um, could you come over and kind could you come on and kind of do an appearance on the show and do some of your act? Um which obviously he's really excited about because it's like, oh, it's my idol who made fun of me on TV. Um But yes, yeah. so uh he gets ready for his performance and then when he's about to go on, uh two of his co former co workers, Gary and Randall, show up, basically to say, Oh, sorry about your mum's death kind of thing. And uh Arthur just fucking kills Randall with a pair of scissors. That was like, okay, <laughs> Gary is great in that scene. I fucking love Gary. (laughs) He's just really funny. He's just like, oh my god, no, why? Do you know what it reminded me of? You know, llamas with hats? Oh my god. You you know where they're just like, oh my god, Carl, that kills people. It kind of, and he's sitting there and he's like, and I ate them. And they're like, oh my god. (laughs) It reminded me of that. I've only just thought of it. Oh my god, I want somebody to put that dialogue over that scene. It's the scene from Joker, but it's Lama's past. I haven't seen that in, like, years. Oh, my God. I'm going to edit that. I love it. Thank you, Brain, for giving me that thought. Um, But, yeah, he lets Gary leave, but Gary can't reach the door handle because, is he a dwarf? I don't want to use the wrong phrase. I think so. Um, Yeah, so he can't get the door handle, so he has to have Arthur unlock it, which was quite funny, to be honest. I thought that was very funny. There's good memes coming out of that bit. (laughs) Um, And, um... After that, he's just like, you know what? And then just buggers off to the studio. And he kind of, like, does his swiggity-swaggity walk down the hallway. And he does his dance (laughs) on the stairs, which has been memed to death, and I love it. Yeah. Um, Also, the stairs. Yes. Well, like, the steps where they filmed is now, like, an actual thing on Google Maps. Oh, really? And... it's put under the religious destination category. Oh, I thought that was just a meme. Has it actually been done? It's actually been That's done. That's amazing. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I've just seen, like, the like the things, and it's, like, girls on a school trip to New York. Oh, my God, I want to see the Empire State Building, and then it's, like, boys, and it's the fucking staircase. <laughs> yeah. I'm that bitch that would go stand on there and, like, do a stupid pose and take a picture because after Seoul <laughs> I've kind of got an itch to have travel pictures now. But um, he does his dog. But also, <laughs> yeah, carry on. Sorry. Yeah, just like um, whilst they were trying to film that, mm. um, apparently there were loads of like paparazzi trying to get yeah like, pictures of them. But the pictures were so shit that um, I can't remember who it was, but one of the like people involved with the film got so like annoyed by the shit pictures that he just took his own pictures and released them. <laughs> That's amazing. Because <laughs> of, like, how shit all the paparazzi ones were. He was just like, you know what? You know what? Okay. If you're not going to do this right, I might as well. Don't make my film look shit. <laughs> that's yeah. a mood. Oh, that's great. I think one of them got turned into, like, a meme. Yeah, it did. That was, like... Yeah. There's quite a few good, like, behind-the-scenes pictures from, like, that bit. It's quite funny. But, uh... Yeah. I... An interesting thing I heard was somebody um, compared the this scene to the bathroom scene, whereas his bathroom dance is very like um, it's very calm and like collected and um, controlled. This one's very like flailing your arms around, just having some fun and everything. And it could be an, uh, a way to show that he's just kind of like he's lost it now. He doesn't care. There's nothing calm and about him anymore. Yeah, he's I mean, very manic and frantic. Um, I'm pretty sure that's what it is, yeah. and it's just like it's the whole thing. Like, um, it's like put down in a lot of interviews and like articles that it's kind of like a nothing matters kind of yeah idea that he has. It's very representative like, of how he's just yeah, and it. especially when you see that like. He really doesn't give a shit because his idea is that he's not gonna be here after. Yeah. The, after this night. So he's just like, I can do whatever I want. Yeah, he doesn't intend to kind of come back after the show. Um, yeah. But he gets followed by two cops that, have, that think he was involved with the subway shootings and outruns them with his, with his funny little run onto a subway train which is full of protesters um and he kind of starts a load of chaos on the train the police officers start a load of chaos and they end up get do they get shot or do they just get beat up because i remember they get like beaten they up. they shoot somebody sure, right to death they shoot yeah somebody they shoot a guy and then they get beaten they up think it's him yeah and then they get like dragged off the train, yeah. and when Arthur sees them being beaten up, he does like his little happy dance. Yeah, himself. he's just like woo, and then like <laughs> I don't know, that's so weird. But he just buggers off to go on the show. I love that. It's, it's chaotic, chaotic evil. It's great. Um, so <laughs> he goes on the show, and we have a really. He obviously does a bit from the from the trailer where he goes. When I go on, can you introduce me as Joker? And I fucking love the meme that's come out of this bit where it's got the put on a happy face and it's just like, what episode of RuPaul's Drag Race is this? <laughs> I fucking love that. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, so he was be called joker because that's what Murray called him when he was talking about his act. Um, and so he... Introduced yeah, and he kind of sees as well that Murray really doesn't care about him. Yeah, sees him as a bit like of an he idiot. He doesn't remember him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he sees them as a bit of like a just a, you know, it's a weird guy that's done something funny, get him on the TV for some for some views I was about to say some clicks but it's the 80s um, and um, he he does his little dance and he walks out he does all his twists and turns and I was like damn Joaquin Phoenix has got some moves uh, and then tells some really shit jokes, I think I might have laughed at one of them again but I can't remember what, what it was and then he says that he was the person that killed them on the train and they think that he's joking and he's like he just keeps going and like you can just see his face and Mario's just like oh fuck this is this is really the guy that killed those guys girls oh shit <laughs> it's like you can just see yeah. uh, and he goes on his little his little incel rant about uh society abandoning people i don't i don't want to call it that it's just that's what everyone's saying the media's saying about it so just go with it uh yeah. and he he's like a, how a, ba- a society abandons people and um he goes off about how Murray mocks mocks him, and then he does the uh, what's the joke? It's what do you? I'm gonna get the exact quote up, or I'm not gonna be able to. It's I'm gonna get that quote up. Uh, he turns to Murray, and it's like a final joke. And this is the bit where earlier on, you um, he shoots himself, well, pretends to shoot himself, so you think he's gonna shoot himself. Um, I could see it coming about what. Well, I, I mean I think it was pretty obvious what was actually going to happen um, yeah but um, so he goes oh how about another joke and he's like uh, no thank you I think we've had enough and he goes oh uh, what do you get when you cross a mentally ill loner with a society that abandons him and treats him like trash uh, I'll tell you what you get you get what you fucking deserve and then he shoots him in the head um, that was a I thought that was a really good scene it was fucking tense. I'm, like, really glad they actually showed it as like yeah, as off. Well. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't cut... Because I thought they'd just cut it, like, as he pointed the gun, and I was like, please don't, like, please just keep it rolling, because that's such, like, a great moment. It is. It's really, like, I would say that's probably, like, a pretty iconic bit from this movie. That was... It's really tense, and then everybody just runs off, and he does, like, his little dance again, and he doesn't care. And then he shoots him a bunch more times. Again, he just fucking double taps. Fucking quadruple, yeah. quadruple taps. Um, and he gets arrested on uh, the TV and a kind of everybody's reporting about it they're all like holy shit this fucking wacko has just killed somebody on TV uh, and he gets carried away in, in a police truck and then a, isn't it an ambulance a, just a fucking ambulance no he's in a police car no he's in a police car but then isn't it an ambulance that rams into it yeah, cuz one of the protesters is yeah. driving it. And um Yeah, because he he's turned up to this TV show um in clown makeup and it's the and same like, day as the And I'm sure protest. you want to do that because that's what all the protests like that's what all the protesters are wearing. Yeah. Um kind of thing. So that's when like they see that like that's kind of the guy who's leading it all. Yeah. And especially when he admits live on air, it kind of comes together because he's got the makeup on and everything. Forgot to mention that, sorry. Um, But, uh, yeah. Oh, there was another thing as well. I'm not sure if it's during this bit. I think it might have been earlier on the train. Um, somebody pointed out that the person, one of the people wearing a mask seems to be the same woman that was on the train that was being heckled by the guys he killed. Mm. It could just be a little Easter egg, but I thought that was pretty neat. But, um... Yeah, so he's in. I mean, it would make sense. Yeah, because she obviously knows what happened, and if she's, a uh, like in, I guess, lower class as well, it could. She could also share yeah. the view of seeing him as a bit of a hero. But, um. Yeah. I need to stop saying that because it sounds like I'm going. But, um. <laughs> I'm going <tss>. oh, that's <laughs> Shit, Jack, <joke>, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um, Um, so. Uh. Yeah, he's in a police car being driven, I presumably, to the to jail. I guess that's what police do. <laughs> um, yeah, and he's like he's like isn't he like looking out the window at all the protests. Yeah. And he's just like, This is what I've created. Yeah. Like, this is so cool kind of thing. And then just out of nowhere, a fucking ambulance just rams into it. And like, presumably all the other people are dead. And uh they realise that one of the, the the guy in the car is the guy off the TV, so they like carry him out like Jesus almost, and like lie him on the yeah. on the front of the car with his like arms spread out, being like a savior. Yeah. Um. And he wakes up and he sees everything, and he's just like neat, and then does this little dance. Uh. <laughs> but uh. That that's not. That happens after we actually. I've forgot again. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we see that one of the rioters actually corners the Waynes in the alley. They're running out of a theatre. And then he murders Thomas and Martha Wayne. So, it's like we see that the actions of... Act, Arthur's actions directly led to... Well, indirectly led to the deaths of Thomas and Martha Wayne, which obviously, yeah. then leads on Batman. And I can't say her name without thinking of a fucking scene from Batman vs. Superman. Um, <laughs> shave! Martha! So fucking stupid. Anyway. Um, so, it then cuts to, we see Batman. Batman? Uh, Bruce in the alleyway kind of kneeling down with his parents next to him, who are dead. Fan times. Um, and then it cuts to Arthur in a psychiatric ward, laughing um and he's with a therapist who i think it's quite i think it's meant to parallel the social worker that he was seeing um i thought it was the same woman no it's not it's a different lady i swear it was the same woman. i thought it was but apparently it's not i could be wrong but apparently it isn't um i i i'm bad at i don't know people Um, because I thought oh he's like met up with this woman again no she's this is a different lady she's a psychiatrist Um, okay and but they are I think they're very specifically meant to kind of um, look similar to it's a parallel Um, and she kind of asks why he's laughing or what's so funny and he just says she wouldn't understand the joke Um, and then I thought that was gonna be the end of the film I think again chris stuckman i was watching his review and he said it would have been a cool ending to just cut there because it's like he's thinking about how batman's now well bruce wayne now doesn't have parents and everything it would have been a cool place to cut because he's seen the joke in it and like how that would go i don't know i can't exactly remember i think it would have been a cool ending but uh instead he runs from the orderlies like the psychiatric unit and he has he leaves like a trail of bloody footsteps which I thought was a really cool visual um I think it's kind yeah, it was of really cool. left up to interpretation if it's supposed to be like metaphorical like the people he's killed or like if he actually did literally kill the psychiatrist he was just seeing um and then he gets chased down the hall they kind of pull a scooby doo and are chasing him down the hallways each way and then it just goes the end with it's fucking looney tunes font. I was like, <laughs> okay, it was so weird. But that's the end of the movie. Um yeah. <laughs> do you have anything to add or do you want to move on to your your notes because I've been talking a long time? I mean, like I feel like the asylum scene at the end was kind of needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like it's like the Joker is kind of that character that's always there. yeah you know like no matter how many times you put him in that asylum he's always gonna get out kind of thing yeah that's that's a good point he's a constant presence so I felt like it was a bit of a dead end to just kind of leave him in the asylum yeah I mean obviously leaves it up to interpretation if he gets out or not or if yeah, yeah, but you needed that, like, one last act of chaos to, like, truly, like, he has completely... Lost it. ...turned into the Joker kind of thing. Yeah, I, I like the final shot. I thought that was really neat. That That's another bit that made me laugh, yeah. and I don't know if it was supposed to. It, I don't know, it just made me think of Scooby-Doo, or some scene from Doctor Who, Love and Monsters. I don't know. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so is that your all your opinions on the movie? Do you want to move on? That's... Our review. Um, That's our review section. It's just kind of like, what did you think of like his performance? Because um, it's kind of known now that the role was kind of made with um, Phoenix in mind. Um, I think I'm gonna be fucking pissed if he doesn't get nominated for an Oscar. (laughs) I hate to be one of those people that's like, oh, if somebody doesn't get nominated for an Oscar for this, but it's like. Legitimately, the amount of—I mean—he lost all that weight, and I'm not saying that method acting is something that should make you get an Oscar. Not otherwise, fucking Jared Leto would have got one for Suicide Squad, and we know who that was. Um, but um... it was—it's kind of—it was amazing. It's done. known as like, yeah, it's known as one of the like hardest roles to play. Yeah, and I mean, he has to—he had to live up to a lot um, with like obviously Heath Ledger yeah. is the last. Kind of great performance of the Joker. Yeah, and it's just, it's kind of known that um, everyone else who's played the Joker has kind of gone to a lot of dark places and it's really affected them for a long, long time. I mean, don't some people, like Heath Ledger's the big one? Yeah, don't they contribute actually part of what happened to him as being because of his role? At least partly. Yes, because he went so like far into the kind of method acting um but with uh phoenix he has said that he didn't have that experience playing this character he had a very different take on it though yes but i just thought it was kind of interesting he's kind of the first one to kind of not have i guess that experience with it well i guess he's showing the descent into chaos he's not showing it like the a character that's fully just insane from start to finish. It's kind of the slime. Yeah, cause I guess it's quite hard to like properly dive into a role like that. Yeah. Um which could be that, but yeah, I I think he did a fantastic job. It's definitely I would say personally one of I think one of the best performances I've seen this year. Um he did a It's probably my next to Mark Hamill is probably my favorite portrayal of the Joker. Um he, just, he he just Yeah, you know. Heath Ledger was kind of mine. Heath Ledger he's like, was mine. He's my favourite. Like, Heath Ledger's is really bloody good, don't get me wrong, but like, now, it's like I don't know where I put Mark Hamill, because I mean, technically, he's animated Joker but he's still really good, but like I would say he's on par with Heath Ledger, if not, in my opinion, a tiny little bit better. But they're both, they both portray it in such different ways it's like this one is definitely yeah. more the the angle of a mentally ill man that's been pushed to his limits <coughs> and then has had this happen whereas Heath Ledger's is just pure chaos if you know what I mean but uh, yeah. the plus side well, is you also... didn't get a fucking you got no beef you got, you got some beef from fucking Jared Leto <laughs> I hate that movie Jared Leto's portrayal was so shit it was fucking awful Wait, no, beef. Um <laughs> but also it was kind of interesting. So I was looking into kind of um yeah, like his influences and stuff. Yeah. And he said that like he did not take influence from any of the past Joker performances. Which is probably a good idea to if you want like your own again, this is a very different portrayal, yeah. so it was probably a good idea. Yeah, but I just feel like you know, if a different actor did this, it definitely would have looked like Heath Ledger's. Yeah. Um, And I just found it quite interesting because when I went to see the film, like, as I was walking out, a lot of people were saying that, like, oh, he definitely took um, influence from Heath Ledger with that one. I don't think so. And it's just... I didn't see it, but, like, a lot of people were saying it, and I was just kind of, like... I wanted to see, like, well, did I miss it? No, like, I didn't was see that Was he at all. kind of doing that? Yeah, and he said, like, he said in an interview and stuff that, like, he didn't take any influence from them. Yeah, yeah, I definitely didn't see that at all. So that's interesting. That people have thought yeah. that way, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a bloody good performance, though. The it was a lot of. Yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of range. I mean, it's a, you've got a man that's very. Damaged, and then you've got another man that's just like a fucking psycho, and it's like you could. It's especially the bits. I think that kind of Sean was the the subway bit where you where he's trying not to laugh, and desperately trying not to laugh, and you can see like how much pain through his face. And I thought that was fantastic. A lesser actor wouldn't have been able to do that. But I just think like (laughs) as much as I want to see. This Joker taken into a Batman film. Yeah. You'd also have to make it very dark. Yeah. To kind of fit in, and I'm not sure it would work, but I also, like, I want to see it. I do too, especially because we have Robert Pattinson's Batman coming next, which, say what you want, everybody. Well, He's a great fucking actor. <laughs> um, and honest. Well, especially yeah. as well, like, I, the story will have to change drastically (laughs) yeah I mean it would probably have to be a more realistic take again like I guess the Dark Knight was a bit more realistic than usual so it's like yeah you have like the Dark Knight works yeah like it was so good and to kind of match up to that the way that like the DC universe is now it's very cartoonish like yeah look at all these like proper kind of normal superheroes we have yeah Whereas I think with this one, you really need to look at, like, how did Bruce Wayne grow up facing all this kind of thing? Like, you'd have to go from that way. And how is this Joker now kind of thing? Yeah, I don't think that... they. This definitely could not go in the DCEU. It just would not work at all. And I really hope it doesn't. It can't, though, because, I mean, picture something like, I don't know... How can you have this Joker in the same universe as The Flash and Shazam? It doesn't make sense. It wouldn't work. No, unless they keep it separate. I think that they must, because Robert Pattinson's Batman isn't supposed to be the DCEU, right? It's a standalone. I think so. I hope so. So hopefully, if he comes back, it'll be in that. But, like, I would... It would just be kind of... If they go kind of the... Like really twisted kind of horror route. That'd be interesting. It would be incredible. Yeah, that would be cool. Like, crime, horror, thriller kind of thing. Like, it could be properly scary. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of a fucking horror superhero movies, what the fuck is happening with New Mutants? (laughs) Completely. I don't think it's gonna come out. Completely off topic. Wasn't it supposed to come out this year? For, like, the sixth release? It's supposed to have been coming out for the past, like, five years. (laughs) Oh, well. I just... It's just not going to come that's out. That just made me suddenly think of that. <laughs> it's just like, God knows. Yeah. Goodness when, oh, April coming.: 2020. Out, like, we'll see about that. Yeah. We'll see about that. Mm. Um. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, but also, this film got an eight-minute standing ovation at its premiere at the Venice uh, Film Festival. See, that's what I find interesting when you've got, with these reviews... Eight minutes. I know but like so you've got this film that has an 8 minute standing ovation that's a fucking impressive st- like a yeah. 1 minute standing ovation is impressive <laughs> 8 minutes and yet at the same time this is the same <coughs> film that has like 58 on metacritic I I just yeah I find that so but I think that's it's more to do with the controversy which yeah like, that's we true we're going to go into we're going to go into it, now yeah. because um yeah, I've looked into the controversy. And a lot of the controversy is, um, and this is all like the big critics are saying. Yes, it's a stunning film. Yes, it's amazing, but it's dangerous. Off oh, Christ's sake. And Yeah. Um, and basically the controversy is that it portrays a mentally ill man turning to violence. Um And they are backing it up, which I will go into now, is um, if you remember the last time... um, Well, we had the Dark Knight Rises um, 2012 shooting. Yeah. And that's what the controversy stems from, is that... In case it happens again. That was kind of because of the Joker, is why the 2012 Colorado shooting happened. It was like... um, it was like the biggest shooting after like um was it like the columbine yeah shooting yeah. yeah it was like the next biggest one like after that one yeah um so everyone got like they were kind of worried cuz you know the joker had caused that then um and then and then you're bringing out a film which kind of sympathizes the joker and shows him as like, you know, he's mentally ill, these like, and you kind of can see his thought process. Um, So everyone is like, all the critics are like, this is really dangerous. And I think everyone's kind of waiting for it to, for something to happen. I mean, I understand that, but at the same time, I don't think, I think it should be able to be separated in a way from if that had never happened I think it's like yeah I think it's like a huge shame yeah because if um, that had never happened and, this film could be getting a lot more of a yeah it's reception. the reason it's not doing as well critically it's literally because it's in mainstream media and everyone is like that's so dangerous to have this film in mainstream media and it's like just let it like you know it's making valid points. I was gonna and that's say at the same time, it is a I mean, sure, this is a very exaggerated example and it's something that's like it is portraying somebody that does something terrible. Absolutely terrible. But at the same time, I think it's important that we have films like this that are addressing issues like mental health and the fact that there is a system that is failing people. Because if we fix it, then these things won't happen as much. And I think sometimes you do need, I mean, of course it's just the media, but at the same time, I think you do need things like this that bring points up because otherwise it's just going to go ignored. Yeah, and that's like, it's kind of interesting (coughs) because that's the controversy. And that is the only reason it's not doing well critically, basically. Because everybody agrees that it's pretty good. (laughs) Everyone's worried that it'll start something and it's just like, you know, I mean we'll still have to wait and see you know, it's been a week I mean it could but (laughs) it's it's like when, it's like when I don't know, fucking GTA 5 came out and everyone was like, oh my god it's gonna cause so much violence and it's like you can't just it's literally the idea that violent media causes violent behaviour. But you can't just not address these things in the media because you're afraid that, because yes there are people that are going to take these things the wrong way and they're going to do stupid things but at the same time that could be how do I put this it's like there are people out there that are prone to being easily influenced and could potentially take these things as an inspiration but at the same but I don't think that means that we should be afraid to be addressing it in the media yeah I don't think it should limit our creativity and what we make if you have a message like you know, yeah, it's so important to say the things in the film, and as we said like earlier, like we're so glad it has been said in a film, yeah exactly, it's you know I mean, I mean <coughs> sure it's it's giving a sympathetic view of this character, but at the same time, I think that is something necessary because the I mean the way I see it. The way I see this film is it's a character that, yeah, I feel sorry for him because the, the system's failed him. But at the same time, I do not condone anything that he has done. Yes, the system's no. failed him, but that does, not, that does not make it okay that he then goes out and does these things. Yeah. Which I think is how the movie is supposed to be portraying it. It's not saying, hey, feel sorry for this guy and make you sit there and go, oh, well, he's only doing it because had this happen and then like and then just make it seem acceptable i think that it's supposed to be there so that you can sympathize but at the same time say i see that these things are happening but that does not equate to doing these things yeah and like you're supposed to take it yeah yeah you're supposed to take it that way yeah I just like wanted to see kind of you know why does it have these ratings like what is the controversy around this? Yeah, and I can see why there's controversy, but it's annoying me that it's allowing because this is the same thing that's like if a movie doesn't do too well because of that, then people will be too afraid to take risks like this, and I don't want people to be afraid to take risks in filmmaking. Yeah, you need to take risks in filmmaking. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes it's gonna pay off and (laughs) sometimes it's um, not. Yeah, it was also, like, Warner Bros had um, the families of, like, the victims of the 2012 shootings, like, wrote in and were just, like, why are you making this film, like, sympathising with him? He's the reason, like, family's dead and it's just, like, really? (laughs) It's not, because, sure, this film came out, but, sure, the, the Dark Knight might have influenced these things, but it's not the reason that it happened, it's because there are people who have no. mental health issues and then they are prone to doing things. And they, I mean, if it, they could have watched any other movie that was violent and then gone and done the same thing. It's not because yeah. of the character and it's not because of the film. It is because you have this person in a situation who has been influenced by something and is e- easily influenced by the media. You can't just sit there and kind of go, oh it's this very specific movie when, I don't know, if you had shown them anything else, like, say they had watched Seven and then gone and done something, then everyone would be going, oh, don't do Seven because, uh, anything like Seven because it's a dangerous movie. Yeah, and I think there have been, like, always, there always has been films, there always will be films that kind of cause controversy like this. Yeah, of course. You know? I'm just, like... It's always gonna happen. It's always gonna be there, but it can't stop creativity, yeah. and it can't stop you, and it shouldn't stop you, like putting out a message. You know. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, how else do you get people to listen? Well, exactly. Sometimes you do need the media to be what puts a message into people's lives, which is so why I get so like pissed about things like Thirteen Reasons Why, that just like yeah butchers its chance to do to send a message out yeah so um is that all your notes for the controversy do you want to go into like our final thoughts and our ratings yeah okay let's go into ratings so Gregory (laughs) I have a feeling we're going to have different opinions on this what do you give Joker out of Quentin's and why uh 9.5 okay I thought it was, like... I thought it was brilliant. It was really well shot, like... It was really nicely shot. The characterisation was just brilliant. Like, I just think it's a really great piece of filmmaking. Yeah. The only, like, thing was there were a few, like, script issues that just felt really awkward. Like what? Like, watching them. Um, just kind of his dialogue, and I felt like the character of the mum was just... It wasn't well written. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I don't really know how to explain it, but just watching it, I just felt... It felt awkward and kind of disjointed it being there. Yeah. But otherwise, it was brilliant. Okay. (laughs) What about you? Uh, I gave it a (coughs) 10. You gave it a a what? (laughs) 10. Nice. I personally couldn't find anything. I faulted with it. Uh, I thought it was excellent. Um apart from like very very minor things but it wouldn't be something i would like drop my writing for um it's kind of the look at a character the joke has always been one of my probably like favorite characters i find them very interesting and i was worried that it would i was very worried that it would kind of ruin the intrigue and everything around it but it it i think it did exactly what it needed to um i was yeah i thought it was great it was really nicely shot it was really nicely made and i hope that it do i think it's the best film ever made no but like i hope it gets the recognition for being as good as it is without this controversy going on because i can appreciate that there's a film that's willing to tackle this kind of thing yeah i hope that even with the controversy it- does well at the Oscars. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, if you're gonna make, I feel that it deserves. I mean, fucking to do. Bohemian Rhapsody had an alleged sex offender working on it, and it got a load <laughs> of shit. So, you know, there was actually something in this. There's like another bit of controversy, um, because of a sex offender. Oh, of course. Was the bathroom like dance scene? Yeah. Um, the music like the oh, music it's Gary to Glitcher, that bit. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah i've heard about this so i was just like cool oh, all right yes. another bit of controversy there Love. yeah no, I wonder if they did that on purpose <laughs> Maybe they were just yeah hollywood is just hollywood's a mess, a mess. we don't stand <laughs> um no yeah i can see i can see why people might have certain problems with it i personally really really enjoyed it yeah so 10 Quentin's out of 10 for me my favourite movie in year so far. Uh, nice. Yeah. So Gregory, what are we doing next time? Uh, we are going, well, we're going to a, like a haunted maze attraction. <laughs> First time you've been to cool. one. Yeah. First time I've been to <laughs> one. Greg's not, Greg's excited uh, and absolutely fucking pissing himself about it at the same time. I'm like excited to go, but also like I'm afraid of everything. So don't worry, you can hold my hand. (laughs) I will do. (laughs) I I went to a Jack the Ripper thing with my mum and my stepdad, and everyone was like screaming, and I just went ahead first. It didn't scare me at all. I'm fine with these kind of things. The most I'll do is like jump, maybe shout like once. So I'm all right. (laughs) I'll hold your hand. Apparently, like we will be chased with chainsaws. I love that. <laughs> fun call. Well, um, I wonder what happens yeah, if you just run are... around and stop. Like, what are they going to do? They can't actually fucking kill you with it. Probably, like, jump at you. I don't know. Come um, on, mate. Just run. It's my job. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, we're going to a haunted maze attraction, um, Tully's Farm, if anyone it's knows it. It's famous one over <laughs> here in the UK, I think. Yeah, it's, like, one of the only ones we have. It's, like, the biggest yeah. one over here. Um, but we are going to be talking about our experience that we have there and also kind of going into the history of haunted mazes. Indeedly, just Halloween yeah. nights in general, that kind of thing. Yeah, getting hyped for Halloween. Indeed. That's fun. So, like to finish <laughs> off this episode because I always manage to forget this bit. So, if you would like to follow us on Twitter, our uh, account is at podcast fright we uh will post occasional updates and stuff if you want to recommend anything to talk about or talk about any movies if you disagree with us if you agree with us just tell us and then also shout out uh i would just like to give a shout out to my mate marshall who uh did the artwork for the thumbnail uh, in exchange for some credit so go follow him well that's the The YouTube thumbnail. Yes, the YouTube thumbnail. The YouTube thumbnail. If you're listening on anything else, you won't get the thumbnail. uh, Go check out... We'll post it on our Twitter. Yeah, go check out at dead underscore heads 20 on Instagram. That's Marshall's account. And he's very nicely doing art for us in exchange for shoutouts. So thanks, Marshall. Uh, Thank you for listening. I am still really shit attending these shows, so I just kind of improvise. So I'm just going to turn my mic off now. Thank you. Goodbye. (laughs) you <laughs>